Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench. You have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Tuesday, April 27th. I've got a big announcement for you today, and we're going to talk a little bit about why you need grace and grit for what's ahead. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys have joined me today. Wow. I mean, every time I look around at what's happening in the culture and everything on the news, I just think, Lord, get them up, wake them up, get them off the bench, off the bench, onto the battlefield. And that's exactly where we need to be right now. And so I'm encouraged by what you guys are writing in to tell us. Mallory from Clayton, North Carolina. Thank you, Heidi, for all that you and your team do. God has used you to encourage me in so many ways to get off the bench. I pulled my two daughters from public school three years ago and have been homeschooling ever since. I was the mom who always made fun of the homeschool moms, and yet here I am, loving every minute I get to educate my girls in God's word and truth. My husband was not on board at first. As you stated, wait for your husband to be on board before homeschooling. So I prayed for a year and the moment our kindergartner came home with a gay book from the school library, he became on board. He even helps me teach the kids Spanish and loves that our girls are home with us all the time. Because of you and Elizabeth Johnston, I got off the bench and started an abortion ministry outreach at my church. We call it Life Matters after Psalm 139. We go out to evangelize monthly to pray and worship and save babies and more importantly, souls. My pastor is African-American and he has no idea how many black babies are aborted every single day. We even hand out your book, Bible Promises for Moms, to moms going into the clinic. So thank you for encouraging me to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. It's been a huge blessing for me and my family. Wow. Mallory, thank you so much for writing in. I'm hearing more and more every day from you guys that what you're doing in getting off the bench is just being quiet before the Lord and listening so that he can tell you what to do. And it's just so encouraging for those of you who are writing in and saying, hey, you you woke up, you pulled your kids out of the public school, you're getting off the bench and onto the battlefield in the defense of the unborn. You guys, it's so important. So thank you for writing in. I'd love to hear your story of getting off the bench. You can submit that form at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. And just leave your story there. And if I get an opportunity to, I will share it here at the show. I want to say a quick thank you to Rebecca from Independence, Missouri. I love the name of that town, Rebecca. And Jennifer from Wisconsin for your financial support of this podcast. That financial support that you guys are bringing in to the show is really an encouragement to us. Thank you so much for doing that. We are working our way up to 10,000 reviews over at iTunes, slowly but surely. And we would love it if you guys would leave a review for the show or for any of the books that I've written, wherever book reviews are at. Those are more important, I think, than many of you realize. And we're excited to see those continue to expand. All right, before I get into the meat of what I want to talk about today, we're going to talk a little bit about grace and grit and what it takes to really be off the bench and onto the battlefield. And as we were talking about this at the podcast and trying to figure out which direction we needed to go in order for me to be able to talk about what I'm doing to get off the bench and onto the battlefield, it became clear to me that the best way for me to do that was to start a brand new podcast. And so that's what we've done. That podcast is called America's Town Hall. And we're going to be talking about all things politics, 
policy. We're going to be educating listeners about fascism and communism and socialism. And what is a free market? And uh, why does it matter that we stand up against socialism? And, and, and what is the role of government? Our kids are often taught that government protects our life, our liberty, and our property. But it's true that some of our laws actually allow people to hurt us. And so I'm going to be talking about that. What can we do to uh, stand up in the face of tyranny? You guys know I announced to run for Congress. You can find out more about that at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. But that very first show, that first episode, America's Town Hall airs today. It airs today. And so I'll be looking for guests to be on the show. You guys can submit guest ideas to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. There's a form there and we would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your guest ideas. We want to hear continuing to hear how you guys are getting off the bench. So again, I will link to that brand new podcast. It's going to air at least once a week and probably twice depending on what's happening in the culture and in the news cycle. But that's where you guys can keep up on my run for Congress. Find out about more people that you can support. Again, it's America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. You can subscribe today. I will link back to it in the show notes today. All right. I want to talk a little bit about grace for a minute because we we need it in the culture right now. And I love to hear that Mallory is giving my book, Bible Promises for Moms, to moms who are showing up at these abortion clinics. This is a wonderful way that you guys can bless other people. That book is just $2.99 and you can get it anywhere books are sold. You can get it directly from me or from Amazon. And I'm always encouraging you guys, buy them in stacks of five or 10 and write something in the front. So whenever I, I sign that particular book, I will usually just write, you are loved. That's that's the message, right? You are loved. These women are loved. And I love that you're giving that book out, Mallory. Bible Promises for Moms contains over 88 Bible promises and some, it's mostly scripture, but there's also some devotions in there. And I wrote this on the word grace. A friend of mine once related to me the tale of an old gentleman with a third grade education who shared a simple but profound truth. This uneducated old man said, quote, Mercy is when the Lord don't give you what you had a coming, and grace is when he gives you what you didn't have a coming. These words are so profound that angels might meditate on them, yet so simple that even a child can understand them. Grace is the oil that keeps relationships running smoothly, and grace is what allows us to have a relationship with God at all. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't need to receive the grace of my husband and my children. There's not a day that I don't need to extend grace to them as well. And more important is my need for God's grace. Paul talked about his determination to live every day in a manner pleasing to God, only to discover that he'd failed in ways that grieved the Lord. And yet, and yet, God's grace is fresh each morning as we experience a new beginning and discover that we didn't get what we had a coming. Paul reminds us that we're not to continue in deliberate sin. But I am so grateful that when life gets the better of me, God's grace is always there to meet me. So give your family grace today. Give yourself grace. Give your husband and your wife the grace that they need. And thank the Lord for his relentless, overwhelming grace that pursues us again and again. Acts 15.11 says, We believe that all are saved in the same way by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. 
It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. And finally, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10 says, Each time he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ might rest on me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's grace. We need grace for the time that's coming, you guys. Tomorrow, my friend Steve Dace is coming on the show with me, and we're going to talk about some things that are happening in the culture, and they're hard things. And we need the grace of God to be able to handle these things well, to be able to talk about them, to be able to be ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. But we also need grit. We also need grit. And we need both of these things. And so I was talking to my own kids the other day about grit and grace and what it looks like to have both of these things because we need them. They are necessary to us continuing to show up in the culture. So grace, as we've just learned, is the forgiveness, it's compassion, it's empathy. This is what uh, helps us to foster wonderful relationships with the people in our lives. This is what is the enabling power of God at work in our own life, right? But grit is kind of a grit is kind of a different thing. When I think about the word grit, I think like mental toughness, right? It's it's one of those things that you that you have that says I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to back down even when I make mistakes. I'm going to keep showing up. It's sort of a it's sort of a, a mental toughness that says I'm going to tough this thing out. And we need both grit and grace in the culture right now. That grace that says, that offers forgiveness, the grace that says, let's talk about these things in a way that brings wisdom to the table. Make sure that wisdom is seated at the table, right? Not just knowledge. This is what we've seen. The Bible says knowledge just puffs us up. But we need both of these things in the culture right now. And so as you talk to your children about moving forward, and getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. You got to understand that you got to have both grit and grace. Grit meaning the, the the desire to continue no matter how hard it is, that you don't give up and grace saying, "Hey, you know what? I understand we all have bad we all have bad days. We can have graceful attitudes even when we are engaged in a conversation that's difficult." Right? We can have grace because grace is what the Lord gives us, and the grit actually comes from Him too. And so, as somebody was talking to me about this the other day, because when I decided to run for Congress, we made these little, I guess they're thank you notes. And at the bottom, it just says, Heidi St. John, Grace and Grit for America. That's what it's going to take right now, you guys. It's going to take grace and it's going to take grit. And the Bible tells us that He will give us both. In fact, God says, Don't grow weary in well doing. So the fact that he has to give us that instruction should tell us this is going to be an exhausting thing we're doing, right? But then we realize as we move forward into it that God's grace is going to sustain us. The will of God is not going to take us where the grace of God is not going to meet us. And that's the truth. And as we talk about the headlines and as I'm moving now into this brand new podcast, which I'm super excited about, 
as we talk about America's town hall and what's the problems that are plaguing this country, I want to do more than talk about problems. I want to talk about solutions. We should be solutions people. The Homeschool Resource Center is a solution to the problem of public school indoctrination. And it's working. But you know what that took, you guys? It took it took grace. The grace that God gave us in allowing us to um, connect with a wonderful man who gave us a building. And it took grit. It takes grit. Stay in there when things are hard. This is God's word. Don't grow weary in well-doing because if you hang in there, a reward is coming if you don't give up. If you don't give up, the success is found in people who say, Lord, I'm going to do what you want us to do, and I'm not going to give up. Keep showing up, you guys. Keep showing up. Because we need right now, more than we've ever needed it, grace and grit for America. I had the opportunity to meet Larry Elder at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, when I was there this last summer. And he's always saying, we've got a country to save, right? It's kind of his hashtag. We got, a, we got a country to save. And it's true. I don't know if you guys are watching the news, but just yesterday, the Supreme Court decided to take up its first Second Amendment case in more than 10 years. We need to be praying about this, you guys. It's basically taken up by the Supreme Court because there's a very interesting, it's basically focusing on the question of whether a state's denial of a petitioner's application for a concealed carry license for self-defense violates the Second Amendment. So these two dudes, Robert Nash and Brandon Cook, applied for licenses to carry firearms outside their homes in New York, the SCOTUS blog reported. The licensing officer denied their requests after determining that under New York law, they had, quote, failed to show proper cause to carry a firearm in public for the purpose of self-defense because they did not demonstrate a special need for self-defense that distinguished them from the general public. Wow. Wow. So these guys are working their way through the courts, right? The lower courts obviously ruled against them or they wouldn't be appealing to the Supreme Court. And now the New York Rifle and Pistol Association has asked the Supreme Court to take up the case so it can clarify the lower court's decisions on the strength of the Second Amendment. I don't understand what part of the right of the the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is why I'm 100% against red flag laws. So this case that's coming before before the Supreme Court is an opportunity for them to issue, and I hope they will, a powerful defense of Second Amendment rights. But if the court does rule in the favor of New York rifle, it will also exacerbate Democratic demands for limits on gun ownership. So this is a very important case that's coming before the court. Tomorrow, Steve Dace is coming on the show. He's got a new book out called The Fauci and Bargain. We will talk tomorrow about all of these crazy flip-flops that Fauci is doing all the time. And now we've got another one. So for months now, Father Fauci has advocated that people remain masked outdoors to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. He said, quote, when you're indoors, make sure you have a mask. Can't you guys just see him? Just come on, kids, let's do it. We can do it. Then he goes, when you're outdoors, keep the mask on. So he said that last August, but he acknowledged that being outdoors was significantly safer than being indoors. But still, keep it on. Mask up, mask up. Vaccinated, doesn't matter. Mask up. So now Father Fauci is saying that he believes the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, and I'm going to read more about them in a second because you guys need to stop listening to the CDC. These guys are creeps of the highest order. 
He's saying he thinks they're going to provide updated guidance on wearing face masks outdoors and says, quote, it's common sense to reconsider the guidance. Oh, okay. Father Fauci concedes that the risk of contracting COVID-19 while engaged in outdoor activities is minuscule. So then why, sir, have you been advocating for people to wear masks outside? Have you been outside lately? Have you seen what's going on with people out there? They're terrified. And we have discovered that we will give up our liberty liberties for a false sense of safety. I hope this guy goes to prison, and I'm not even kidding. What I believe you're going to be hearing, what the country is going to be hearing soon, is updated guidelines from the CDC, Father Fauci said on ABC's This Week. Quote, the CDC is a science-based organization. They don't want to make any guidelines unless they look at the data, and the data backs it up. But when you look around at the common sense situation, the risk is really low, especially if you're vaccinated, he said. You think? (laughs) Why did it take him so long to figure that out? I told you guys, I think he should be the spokesperson for the anti-vax movement. Dr. Fauci's credibility has taken some severe hits, PJ Media said in recent weeks. When Texas Governor Greg Abbott axed the state's mask mandate and other COVID-related restrictions on businesses and people, Father Fauci called it, quote, risky and, quote, potentially dangerous. But miracle of miracles, no surge happened. Earlier this month, Fauci struggled to explain how Texas defied his own predictions during an appearance on MSNBC and argued at the time that there might be, quote, a lag. Here we are, three weeks later, still no surge in cases in Texas. Father Fauci also defended the, quote, pause in the rollout of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. He's an enigma to me. Very interesting person. And and speaking of the CDC, they're woke now, in case you guys are wondering. Last Friday, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, recommended that pregnant women receive a COVID-19 vaccine after a new study suggested it'd be safe for them and their babies. Not FDA approved experimental protocol. But sure, let's give it to pregnant ladies. Oh, okay. Of course, the CDC did not actually use such clear language, however. Instead, the agency resorted to woke transgender euphemisms. Guys, listen to this. This is amazing. This is on the CDC website. I can hardly do it without, without laughing. Wait a minute. Let me get, get control of myself here. Quote, CDC recommends that pregnant people receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the agency's head, announced on Friday. We know this is a deeply personal decision, and I encourage people to talk to their doctors or primary care providers to determine what is best for them and their baby. The CDC webpage on COVID-19 vaccines and pregnancy repeatedly referred to pregnant people as if men as well as women can get pregnant. Here are some of their headlines. Information about COVID-19 vaccines for people who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Pregnant people are at increased risk for severe illness for COVID-19. Limited data are available about the safety of COVID-19 vaccines for people who are pregnant. You guys, this is garbage. Now, this, this language is not new for those of us who've been following transgender activism because transgender activists insist that men can get pregnant and breastfeed or chest feed, according to the latest lingo. (laughs) I can't, I cannot even. I cannot even. You guys, this is nonsense. Only females can get pregnant. I'm going to say it again. Louder for the people in the back. Only females can get pregnant. Only girls. Only girls can have periods. Only females can carry children and breastfeed. So why are we insisting on using the word people instead of women? 
It just, it's, it's bonkers. The whole thing is bonk. And honestly, this is going to continue until we stand up and say, nope, no. So it's not surprising to see the CDC under Biden use these words like pregnant people because Biden is radical on this issue. But keep in mind, you guys, this is deceptive language. It's a, it's a deception and we need to call it that. So let's do that. The truth should matter. The truth should come first. The truth is important. Until we start telling the truth, we're going to continue to struggle. The transgender movement is the tip of the no truth iceberg. And that's the truth. (laughs) Hope you guys are having a great day. We are so excited here this weekend because we've got a lot of things going on in our family. Our kids are in a production of Robin Hood. So I'm kind of excited about that. So I'll be here this weekend to support my kiddos in that. And uh, I'm going to be coming tomorrow. And my friend Steve Deese, like I said, is going to be on the show with me. And we're excited about that. Wanted to give a shout out to a couple more of you who are getting off the bench. Darla from Lee's Summit, who wrote, I am getting off the bench by deciding to sit on my school district meetings. Sit in on my school district meetings. I want to, in the future, have a voice in the curriculum. And I've also started going into the stores maskless. Woot, woot. Good job, Darla. Look at that girl getting off the bench. I absolutely love it. This is what needs to happen. We need to be able to just to, to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. And the way that we do that is by saying, no. No, men are not women. No, men cannot have babies. No, our DNA is not malleable. No, there's no science behind the masks. No, no, no. And you're going to hear Steve tomorrow give a very robust defense of why it's so important for us to put the truth first. All right, you guys, I'm out of time for today, but I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Please remember, I have a brand new podcast called America's Town Hall. And if you want more Heidi St. John and talking more about politics and culture, that's the place you're going to want to go. America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John releases today. Tell your friends, share the link, and we will be talking all things political and policy in nature. And uh, I think you guys are going to love it. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow with my friend Steve Dace at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.